Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you oh so much for all the many blessings you've given us already this day. And now the wondrous opportunity to get together and get back into your word and help us now as we do that. To understand it, apply it in the right way, draw close to you, build our faith and trust in you and in your word. Thank you so much as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Continuing our Bible study from A to Z in the word healing, we'll turn to Luke in chapter 17. See some further examples of the Lord healing folks. In Luke chapter 17, verse 11. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go, show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Note that he was a Samaritan. He gave us some references earlier about how he had come to the children of Israel and he was calling those that were not of the children of Israel dogs. And he also showed that he reached out and healed that woman in that encounter. And here he heals this Samaritan without pointing out that he was a Samaritan. So giving us the example that the healing was to be available to all mankind, just like the spiritual healing of salvation itself, available to all mankind. As he continues, verse 17, And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. See, he's calling him a stranger, identifying him as someone outside of the, the Jews. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. Here he references the Samaritan's faith and acknowledgement of Jesus Christ and the fact that he was glorifying God. He was thankful for what had been done unto him. I go right on into chapter 18 and we see where he heals another blind man. In chapter 18, picking up in verse 35. And it came to pass that as he was come nigh unto Jerusalem, a certain blind man sat by the wayside begging. And hearing the multitude pass by, he asked what it meant. And they told him that Jesus of Nazareth passed by. And he cried, saying, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And they which went before rebuked him, that he should hold his peace. But he cried so much the more, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood and commanded him to be brought unto him. And when he was come near, he asked him, saying, What wilt thou that I shall do unto thee? And he said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Receive thy sight. Thy faith hath saved thee. Notice, thy faith 
hath saved thee. Not thy faith hath made thee whole, or thy faith hath rewarded you with your sight, but thy faith has saved thee, teaching us in various ways little clues, little hints, little clues of the saving grace of the Lord. Saved physically and spiritually. Verse 43, And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praises unto God. Praise unto God. And, of course, his fame spreads abroad and he heals more and more. But the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the other that were against him rose up that much the more and wind up arresting him, to sending him in to be crucified. And we see that arrest in Luke chapter 22. Pick it up here in 47, an event taking place during that arrest. Picking it up in verse 47. And while he yet spake, behold, a multitude, and he that was called Judas, one of the twelve, went before him, and drew near unto Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said unto him, Judas, betrayest thou the Son of Man with a kiss? When they which were about him saw what would follow, they said unto him, Lord, shall we smite with the sword? And one of them smote the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. And Jesus answered and said, Suffer ye thus far. And he touched his ear and healed him. So instantly, right there, he, he didn't ask that man, Do you have faith that I can put your ear back on? Nope. He just reached out and he healed that man by grace. And he was there to arrest Jesus. But yet he still showed him mercy and he went ahead and healed him. And of course, he, Jesus is arrested and he's horribly treated and persecuted and, and tortured and whipped with that cat of nine tails and crucified, hanging on that cross, six hours on that cross. And he dies on that cross. He gives up the ghost and they put him in that tomb. And on the third day, we see the event unfolding of his resurrection in Luke chapter 24. The ultimate example of healing, to be raised from the dead. Luke chapter 24, verse 1. Now, upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulcher, bringing the spices which they had prepared and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher, and they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee? saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words, and returned from the sepulcher, and told all these things unto the eleven, and to all 
the rest. It was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary, the mother of James, and other women that were with them, which told these things unto the apostles. And their words seemed to them as idle tales, and they believed them not. That was an awful testimony on their part. All the miracles they'd seen, all the things that the Lord had shown them already, and yet they still did not believe what was happening. Can't be too hard on them. They had not yet received the indwelling Spirit or Holy Ghost. As it continues, Then arose Peter and ran into the sepulcher, and stooping down he beheld the linen cloths laid by themselves and departed, wondering in himself at that which was come to pass. John also went with him. Luke doesn't record that, but we know that in the Gospel of John. John went with him and also witnessed the empty tomb. And go right on into chapter 13. We see here where the Lord appears to two on the road to Emmaus. Reads, Behold, two of them went that same day to the village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem about threescore furlongs. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were holden that they should not know him. He kept them from seeing who he is. As it continues, And he said unto them, What manner of communications are these that ye have one to another as ye walk and are sad? And the one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answering, said unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem, and hast not known the things which are come to pass there in these days? And he said unto them, What things? And they said unto him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet, mighty indeed in word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him. But we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. And beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done. Yea, and certain women also of our company made us astonished, which were early at the sepulchre. And when they found not his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels, which said that he was alive. And certain of them which were with us went to the sepulchre and found it even so as the women had said, but him they saw not. Then he said unto them, O fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. All that the prophets had spoken. See, all the prophecies of the Old Testament, they see in these things being fulfilled right in front of them, but yet aren't catching it. They aren't believing it. They aren't really comprehending what's happening right in front of them. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So he went back and he started talking to them about all those various prophecies that he fulfilled in his life here. And they drew nigh unto the village, whither they went, and he made as though he would have gone further, 
But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to tarry with them. And it came to pass, as he sat at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it, and brake and gave to them. And their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. And they said one to another, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way, and while he opened to us the scriptures? And they rose up the same hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven gathered together and them that were with them, saying, The Lord is risen indeed and hath appeared to Simon. And they told what things were done in the way and how he was known of them in breaking of bread. And as they thus spake, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. But they were terrified and affrightened, and supposed that they had seen a spirit. And he said unto them, Why are ye troubled? And why do thoughts arise in your hearts? Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit hath not flesh and bones, as ye see me have. And when he had thus spoken, he showed them his hands and feet. And while they yet believed not for joy, and wondered, he said unto them, Have ye here any meat? And they gave him a piece of a broiled fish, and of an honeycomb, and he took it, and he did eat before them. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you, while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me telling him all the things were fulfilled. He did it. He fulfilled it just like it was prophesied. They should have been comprehended. Even without the indwelling Spirit or Holy Ghost, they still should have been able to comprehend what they had studied and what they saw come to be right in front of their face. Then opened he their understanding. Note, the understanding comes by the power of the Lord. It don't matter how much you study it and how much you read it, you still can't fully understand it and comprehend it until the Lord allows you to understand it and comprehend it. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures and said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem, and ye are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. And that's, of course, talking about the indwelling Spirit of the Holy Ghost going to come upon them. And then they really understand everything and comprehend it once they receive the Holy Ghost. And he led them out as far as Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. And it came to pass, while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. Amen. Of course, from the third day there, when he raised and when he ascended up to the Father, 
that was 40 days that is going on. Seen of them multiple times and seen of over 500 at once. And then ascended up to the Father. And then 10 days later, they received the indwelling Spirit of the Holy Ghost and were given a full understanding of His Word, full understanding of what they have gone through and what they have an opportunity to do is to share all those experiences and share that wisdom that the Lord had given them. The experiences and the wisdom and the, what they had witnessed firsthand. All right, now let's go on over into the Gospel of John. And here we see some more examples of the healings that the Lord did. And this is John chapter 4, very early on in his earthly ministry. So we're backing up the time to early in his, around three years that he was there preaching and teaching and healing and so forth. And we see a nobleman's son being healed here in John chapter 4, picking up in verse 46. So Jesus came again into Canaan of Galilee, where he made the water wine, and there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee, he went unto him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Then said Jesus unto him, Except ye see signs and wonders, ye will not believe. The nobleman saith unto him, Sir, come down, ere my child die. Jesus saith unto him, Go thy way, thy son liveth. And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him, and he went his way. Note, this man believed right away, just by hearing. And this is very early on in the earthly ministry of the Lord. Because this is in John chapter 4 that we see this. So there wasn't a whole lot of examples by then of the Lord doing these miracles. But this man believed. Read that again in verse 50. Jesus saith unto him, Go thy way, thy son liveth. And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him, and he went his way. And as he was now going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, Thy son liveth. Then inquired he of them the hour when he began to amend. And they said unto him, Yesterday at the seventh hour the fever left him. So the father knew that it was at the same hour in which Jesus said unto him, Thy son liveth, and himself believed in his whole house. This is again the second miracle that Jesus did when he was come out of Judea into Galilee. It's a good testimony of that man. There wasn't much that he had done already for them to say that they would have faith and trust and believe in him to be able to perform such miracles. All right, now to John chapter 5. And here we see he heals on the Sabbath and, of course, gets a lot of grief over that. In John chapter 5. After this there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethsaida, having five porches. 
In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season in the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool, but while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole, and took up his bed, and walked. On the same day was the Sabbath. See, being the Sabbath, he wasn't supposed to carry his bed. That would have been considered a violation. And according to the Jews, it was a violation to even heal somebody on the Sabbath day. The Jews therefore said unto him that was cured, It is the Sabbath day. It is not lawful for thee to carry thy bed. He answered them, He that made me whole, the same said unto me, Take up thy bed and walk. Then asked they him, What man is that which said unto thee, Take up thy bed and walk? And he that was healed wist not who it was, for Jesus had conveyed himself away, a multitude being in that place. Afterward Jesus findeth him in the temple, and saith unto him, Behold, thou art made whole, sin no more, lest a worse thing come unto thee. Very interesting statement here. To sin no more, lest a worse thing come unto thee. So, this would let us know that if we get healed by the power and the grace of the Lord, and then continue doing something sinful, which may have even been the cause of our illness to begin with, then something even worse could come upon us. There is accountability. People have to know that. You will be held accountable for your actions, your behavior. Whether you bring something upon yourself because of your sinful ways, or whether you get something for some other reason. But to appreciate when the Lord blesses you with something, otherwise something worse could come upon. Behold, thou art made whole. Sin no more. Notice, clear and simple. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come unto thee. Because we know the Lord has recorded in here for us that the wrath of God cometh upon the children of disobedience. So there are many people that are walking around with various ailments, various conditions, hardships, and problems, and they're self-inflicted. They come upon them because of their sinful behavior. Verse 15, The man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus which had made him whole. And therefore did the Jews persecute Jesus and sought to slay him because he had done these things on the Sabbath day. That's what they were worried about, because he had done something on the Sabbath day. Not taking the clear message that a miracle had occurred and to praise the Lord for it. No, they were more upset about 
a violation of what they interpreted as the law. But Jesus answered them, My father worketh hitherto, and I work. Therefore the Jews sought the more to kill him, because he not only had broken the Sabbath, but said also that God was his father, making himself equal with God. Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, The Son can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the Father do. For what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise. For the Father loveth the Son, and showeth him all things that himself doeth. And he will show him greater works than these that ye may marvel. For as the Father raised up the dead, and quickeneth them, even so the Son quickeneth whom he will. For the Father judgeth no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son, that all men should honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He that honoreth not the Son honoreth not the Father which hath sent him. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. And that is everlasting life. That is eternal life. That is so much more than we could ever deserve, so much more than we could ever earn by working. And that is the ultimate healing, to be able to go into everlasting life, to go into eternity with the Lord, with a glorified body. He gave us those examples after his crucifixion and res death, burial, and resurrection, how he appeared to them. Are we going to be like that? We don't know yet. We don't know exactly what we're going to be like, but we know that we are going to be like him. And however he chooses to be is going to be far more than what we could ever imagine in, in wondrous abilities and in beauty. So we have so much to look forward to when we receive the ultimate healing of a glorified body healed physically and spiritually by trusting and believing in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you oh so much for the many, many examples you've given us and recorded us of your power and your grace and your mercy. And help all of us to realize the importance of really following exactly what you tell us to do so that we can be filled with the many blessings you have available for us and to take the wondrous things you've given us and to bring honor and glory to the kingdom. We thank you oh so much for it. As we pray in Jesus' precious holy name, amen.